If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Hey everyone, this is Jerry from the Money Vikings. Today is October 18th, 2020. For tonight's podcast, we're going to talk about Bollinger Bands and the MACD indicators. Basically, we'll cover everything indicators. We hope you enjoy the show. Have a great day. financial professionals and this podcast is designed for entertainment purposes only. We are regular folks who do research and present opinions to an audience in a fun way. Our opinions should not be construed with the views of any organizations we may be affiliated with. This podcast does not represent the thoughts, intentions, plans, strategies of our employers. It only represents the opinions of the authors. If you need specific guidance on your own financial situation, please consult a financial fiduciary professional. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Money Vikings podcast number 14. How are you guys doing? Jerry, Bob, you guys there? Uh, oh, yeah, we're doing great. <laughs> one, two, three. One, two, three. <laughs> uh doing great i i have to admit uh guys i'm i'm i i'll just throw i'll just throw this out there i'm doing great but i got a little pandemic fatigue and i got a little um a little mm. uh, election fatigue i gotta tell you uh, so yeah uh, anyway uh, is what it is but uh <laughs> just gotta make the best of it move on yeah i like pull that. your hair out man i like that shirt we are uh Maybe this will cheer up. We're huge in Belgium. Oh. Still. <laughs> it does cheer up. Hey, it. well, the, this also cheer people up. We got a great show for you guys today. We're going to talk about indicators or predictive powers of uh, of trading. We're going to talk about Bollinger bands. Uh, uh, talk about statistical chart characterization, and we're going to talk about moving average convergence and divergence MACDs. Um, so mm-hmm. what does all nice. that mean? What does all that mean? So he- here's my initial thought on all this guys. And you can kind of, I-, I-, I wanted to kind of frame this up for people. These, these things, these tools and these ways of analyzing investing in my mind are really useful as part of a complete reactive trading system. Okay. So, so it's, so I guess here's my point for the vast majority of investors and traders, these concepts are mainly tools for day traders, right? Do you think? You don't? Okay, no. Well, this is, ah, this gets... Not for day traders. Not just, Not for, just day. for day okay. traders. Okay. Day traders. Well, you're... Some, yeah, some, some, some components maybe, right? Some. Okay. But okay. I, I think well, I'm going to learn a lot tonight. Part, there's there's, right. there's okay. a bigger picture. I guess my point right. is, th- this is, this is good information no. and people That's should it. learn it. Thing but at the end of the day, <laughs> I think before people dive into this kind of stuff, they should have the basics 
of like sound financial foundational yeah. stuff down, right? They should have like debt under control. They should have their automated investments and index funds and ETFs. And then comes the kind of stuff we're going to talk about, the fun money, yeah. the outside the box creative stuff, right? Yeah, I would agree. Although it is a known fact that the more indicators you put on your charts, mm-hmm. the more money you make. Yeah. Are you being serious? That's okay. That's, well, a okay, okay, that's a joke. Okay. 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 So you, so you had me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Indicators. No. So okay, here's the, here's the thing, Greg. I think I think what, the way that it needs to be looked at is that in the, so yeah, you have to have your foundation set, but um, the indicators are. Um, I don't want to say like a, uh, the cheat sheet, but the, the indicators are the, um, the extra tools in your tool belt to help you uh, make the right choices, the right picks at the right time. And so kind of to your, your initial comment is, yeah, it can be for day trading. Um, it's very useful, but it's also useful for the swing trade, the long holds, like knowing patterns. So the, they're, it's just a tool, it's extra tools in the tool it. belt to help you maximize and profitability. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, a lot of it really depends on is. the time frame that you're looking at. If you want to just get in and get out and do a futures trade or a scalp, they can be very excellent tools for helping you kind mm-hmm. of gauge that. But if you want to look at something over a 30 year period, you can put on the exact same indicators yeah. and they're giving you the same information, but a slightly different time span and perspective. No, but- that can be used for okay, long buy and holds. This is great. So, so walk, walk, walk an average investor through how, yeah. where they would go. I mean, where are they going to find this information? Let's, I mean, can you, can you take like a stock and look at its indicators? Like, uh, you know, we got earnings call next week. I've noticed we got next era energy up. Um, would somebody be able to right. look at their indicators? Sure, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, why don't we, uh, when we get started, I'll kind of do a little uh, intro on how someone might get started. I'll talk mm-hmm. a little bit about Bollinger Bands. And then, um, you know, we can, we can talk to our uh, listeners and investors about how they can get started trying these things out, because they're available in pretty much every, every trading package. These aren't, these aren't obscure ones that, uh, I mean, except for maybe Robinhood, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe Robinhood web, you can turn a Uh, on their web, they. Yeah, I don't think Robinhood okay. doesn't have. Yeah, but yeah, these, are, these are very uh, yeah. I don't think they have Bollinger Bands, but they have of, a lot uh, of the other components of uh, overlays. I think that's what they call yeah. them, overlays that uh, can be put on top of charts. So you're looking mm-hmm. at candlestick charts or lines. Uh, it doesn't have to be candlestick. Even that's a whole other episode right there. How to read those, but um, you know they're they're basically superimposed over. Let's say you're looking at uh, a one month of Tesla. And you kind of, I mean, obviously you can look at something and you can get the sense of the trend. It's either going to be going up, it's going to be going down, it's going to be flat. Maybe it's going to be very volatile and unpredictable. That I think, you know, may be enough for many people just to to look and see kind of what's going on to get a feeling for the stock. And you can kind of, you do these on stocks, you can do them on futures, you can do them on agricultural products, you can do them on options even, um, you know, there's there's really there's no law that says this just has to be for a stock for a day trade. Um, but you go into your platform, whatever you use, um, 
trading. I, I have trading right. view open right now. I'm looking at Bitcoin and I've got uh, Bollinger bands on them right now. It's, it's pretty cool, but uh, indicators can be, they can, they can be leading or they can be lagging. And by that, I mean, uh, lagging is taking information that we've already got and it, it tells you kind of mm-hmm. what's happened and you can use that to maybe guess what's going to happen in the future. You kind of have more data points and more informed decision that you could make before you buy or sell or do nothing. And then the, the leading ones are, are also kind of interesting too, where they're a little bit more predictive. The Bollinger Bands themselves are one that fall into the uh, lagging category. They're not, they're not predicting where something will go or suggesting any, you know, this is going to, this is going to spike or this is going to drop. I mean, it does have some tendencies when we, when we get into how you trade with Bollinger Bands, but uh, generally the, the entire calculation and the way that it works is it's a lagging Mm. indicator. Is it? And I think, and, and to go into that, to add to that, is I think um, investors, you know, uh, the newer investors or in, even seasoned investors, you, you want to educate yourself on um, kind of economics and um, uh, theories, market theory of what happens when, let's say, uh, you have the volume or, or I should say the candles, if somebody's using candles and uh, you have a, a green candle uh, on an uptrend that hits the top of the Bollinger Band, in theory, what is going to, ha- what should happen? So I think, yes, Bollinger Bands are good for a, a kind of uh, not necessarily predictive, but when you uh, combine it with another indicator, is, another is there, item that can be uh, leveraged, you there any, uh, maybe data can predict what's going to happen. So you don't want just want to have that one indicator are- tell you what to do. Yeah, there is. Uh, I was looking on Finviz and Wikipedia and a, and a few other uh, sites as I was kind of researching the effectiveness of these different uh, bands. And there have been studies and they actually show that, you know, many of these are very similar, if not worse, than just a long term mm-hmm. buy and hold. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> now, that's that's if that's if you program yeah. a computer to yeah. just act on some simple rules that you make about yeah. any of these indicators in isolation without any sort of human thought. So I'd like to think that humans using their brains, looking yeah. at what's going on in the world, the fundamentals, several indicators combined together can probably do better of that. But, uh, but uh, one of the studies I read about on Finviz, it says the Bollinger Bands themselves yeah. Beats the benchmark, which is like maybe you buy SPY uh, in a buy and hold for five days with the setting at 50 comma three. In other results, it's comparable to random trading. (laughs) Well, no, I'm going to. I wanted to conclude with that, actually, but now now no one's going to listen. I mean, I'm done all right guys but, so it's done have a good day like have a good <laughs> the surprises that come out you know with our questioning and with our different like ways that we go yeah but that's but i think that's very important information for people to just sort of again have as they i mean that that goes back to my initial comments you know this is this kind of stuff you like you guys are doing you guys have your 
financial house in order. You know, this isn't like the first thing you did as an investor, you know? Uh, no. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, this is just, uh, we're, we're learning about these every day. So let me get into That's kind right. of the, the quick and dirty basics about uh, Bollinger Bands. So for that, let's go back to 1950. A young man, John Bollinger, was born in Vermont. He studied. No, I'm, I'm actually kidding. looking I'm him up right now. Go into. Yeah. I'm looking him up right now. He's probably John. He's probably, he was probably John. He, he, was probably he is a, a John American author, author financial analyst. John in adulthood. Yeah, he was. He's 70 now. <laughs> uh, contributor to the field of technical analysis and the developer of Bollinger Bands <laughs> in the 80s. And uh, rumor has it that he was on a radio show just talking about stocks and technical analysis and whatnot. And the host asked him, dude, what are those, uh, what are those things on your uh, charts there? He was totally unprepared for the question and just said, oh, those are Bollinger <laughs> Bands. Wow. Oh. Are you being serious? Is are he really? Serious? And also, oh, rumor has it, he is also a Tesla <laughs> fanboy. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry, listeners, we're trying to give you information, know. but and not always. <laughs> really, guys? Come on. You guys... Right. Yeah, so it is. You guys, you guys, okay. You guys so, are the gullibles, not in the dictionary. So let's right? let's let's let let's get to the meat of this thing. So so John Bollinger, he makes. Are you guys familiar oh, what a um, EMA and an SMA, a simple moving average, exponential moving average? We normally that's kind of like the basic indicator, and depending on your time frame and how you like to trade, you can turn on different ones. Um, a lot of people use the 50 day, the 200 day, the 50 or the, uh, you know, the 21. Well, the Bollinger Bands uh, by default in most trading packages, I believe uses the 20 uh, SMA, 20, S- 20 SMA. Uh, sorry. It's the 20, 20 EMA exponential, which gives more preference in the moving average to the more recent data points in price. So the Bollinger Bands are three bands, mm. and they basically are going to help you understand the volatility mm. of a stock. They're going to help you understand how volatile the stock is trading at, and it will help you answer the question, is the stock overpriced, underpriced, or just about right? With the kind of common sense, it's, it's, it's very much common sense, but the 20 EMA is kind of like the price it should be at. And the upper band is going to be two standard deviations up from the, the uh, 20 EMA. And the lower band is going to be two standard deviations mm-hmm. down. So that, that gives you a 95% confidence when you're trading or looking at these things mm-hmm. that the stock price will stay between I those see. bands. Okay. This is, that's, that is really awesome. Jerry, because uh, that is such a key point about it. Yeah. I'm a big believer in entry point into an investment matters, right? Yeah. Entry point matters. Entry yeah. point matters. Yeah. Your buy and hold long. And, you know, I mean, that's why most people are doing dollar cost averaging, right? Every right. two weeks, if the right. market's down, you're buying more uh-huh. shares. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, if you're making these investments, sure. entry point matters and kind of having a sense of if the stock is reasonably priced. I mean, that's why we look at other things, right? Like P&E ratio, right? Price to earnings ratio. Yeah. So there's right. another tool that people have. Right. Okay. Got it. 
So there's three different ways. Right. It's like, why does this matter? Right. That's kind of the, the question we're talking about these right. bands and it's, you know, two standard deviations above and low. So it's like, okay, how do I use this to trade and make money? Mm-hmm. Right. That's, a, that's basically what we're all wondering here. So one, it can just be used as a overbought oversold indicator. And if, if you guys have traded using the RSI, which sort of oscillates between well, 40 is the low and 70 is the high. It's kind of like that, but different. So you can you can use that to uh, to help you with your uh, entry points, like you were just saying. So it's purely just looking at it, you can you can tell if it's overbought or oversold depending on where it is. Mm-hmm. And if it's near the top Bollinger Band, it's considered oversold. And if it's near the bottom one, it's considered overbought. And then at that point, you can decide whether or not. Uh, there's a trend change and you need to go with it or it's going to bounce and and because it's you know it's it's one side too far uh too too high or too low so that's that's one use of it and i'll say and and i'll say that with the rsi is that i i because typically with these some um uh, some investors have different um we talk, we talk about like the simple moving average, the EMA mm-hmm. and SMA, 20, 50, you know, 100, 200. People have preferences, right? And I know for me, particularly mm-hmm. with the RSI, I actually go 70, 30 on my, my uh, RSI range. Um, because I think especially with the, the volatility of this market right now and the unpredictiveness of this market, um, we have seen some overselling occur mm-hmm. with the retail investors. And we have seen things drop way below the 40 point. Where if you go to a thirty point, so you kind of get a, a better cap because okay, so even Bob, with that, I've seen things go so down into the twenties. In, so Tesla and, RSI, you know, then you're ready for it. So to it says it's spring off. So so you can take any stock yeah. and you can look at the Bollinger Bands and you can look at RSI. Right? It's pretty easy to look this stuff up, right? So um, yes, what do you what are you guys finding for Tesla as an RSI? I'm seeing right. Oh wow! Absolutely. That's I that's know, not right? putting us on the spot. But it's, it's just, there's different things going on because it's uh, oh. right. Well, okay. So the, here, here's what I'll say: is that your the but the RSI is in particular to like the stock itself. I, I think it's just in general how for me I use seventy thirty as my range when it, looking at any stock. Doesn't matter what it is. I use seventy thirty, and that's just a, a, a my personal preference, and just because my thought on how the market's reacting. Where Jerry may huh. do the seventy huh. forty, and that works better for him with, okay. with Bollinger Bands. This is interesting and, stuff. And, and then, I, and then I, when, when you type in RSI in indicator, it comes up with so that that's just number yeah. as well. So, um, which we'll get into. But anyway, okay. okay yeah, cool. let me wrap up uh, Bollinger Bands, and we can. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll move on to uh, we'll our design. It, yeah. I mean, <laughs> MACD. So, yeah, so one one use is just overbought, oversold indicator. Uh, the second use is <laughs> it, it, the, the second and third uses kind of are interesting because they will change based on if you're in a trend, an uptrend or a downtrend, or if you're just kind of in low volatility moving sideways. If you're just in low volatility moving sideways, uh, there's something called the Bollinger bounce and that works when it's, when it's trendless. And what happens is these stocks tend to hit the top mm-hmm. range, two standard deviations up, and then they'll kind of bounce off that and go toward towards the bottom. 
and then bounce off that and then go back up to the top. And they'll just keep doing that uh, indefinitely until you see a, a, a trend change, which comes to the, the next one. The third one is called the Bollinger Squeeze. So when volatility um, starts to get really low and, and uh, the, the sideways trend, the, the top bands and the lower bands are starting to converge together that's when it's a squeeze. And at that point, you will probably see some sort of extreme push to the upside or downside, depending on the overall trend of how it's trading. So when you look at this Bollinger Band, I mean, it's got quite a bit of things and uses going on. Uh, there's, a, there's at least two or three things. And then you have to know whether or not you're in an uptrend or a downtrend or you're trading sideways. You can't, you can't do the Bollinger Bounce when you're in a mm-hmm. big uptrend, right? This is good stuff. I love it. I mean, all these tools, again, it helps you it help, because you might, you, you know, right. maybe right. someone is, uh, is sitting on the sidelines with, uh, with some money right. and they do want to invest in what, you know, you know, company XYZ or Tesla or whatever. And then I think this would just give them much more information in terms of when to pull the trigger on that. So... Because one of the one of the common questions is always, "What's my entry point? Where where's a good entry point?" And and I think, yeah, you leveraging the indicators and and what works best for you, um, help really helps you because you can see something being on a tremendous uptrend on this huge swing, going parabolic and crazy, and mm-hmm. people will get trigger shy and they're like, "I think this thing's this thing's done. It's going to mm-hmm. drop now. I'm going to miss. I'm, yeah. I've missed my opportunity." And then you'll get ones that are just gung ho and FOMO and they're, they're just jumping in. Right. They're like, I'm going to get in this, but you may look at an indicator on the charts and, and see that this thing's no, just this getting thing started. Isn't done running yeah. yet. Looking at these indicators, this thing will actually keep going and I'm actually still good. So, right. Mm. Right. And so I think that that's, that's definitely, um, it, it helps with that question of where's my entry point is adding in, some sort of indicator component. I, I think, I honestly think it's mandatory. Like if you're going to invest yeah. and you, wow. you it's really want to run with guessing. this, you should I mean, learn no some way. indicators you and know, learn what's going to be best for you. It's nice to have some, I like their guardrails or guidelines that just kind of give you a little bit more information mm-hmm. about where the stock's been, where it's going and uh, you know, kind of where it falls in the grand scheme of things. So you can make a better awesome. informed decision. It's not the only data point. But yeah, there's more. We should probably Let's move on it. to uh, yeah, moving Dita. average convergence divergence. Wow, make that simple, guys. Come <laughs> on, break that down simply. The Mac, the Mac Daddy. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so, so Mac D, uh, I've been, um, I've been leaning on a little more as of late, and it it actually is helping a lot. Um, so the, so the moving average convergence divergence, there's a few components of it. Um, so when you, when you pull up this indicator, it's going to, it's going to bring a separate field down, uh, below your chart. That's kind of like jury to like an RSI or a volume. And you're going to see lines. You're going to see thing, these bars that look like volume. 
um, kind of going above and below like a zero line. So the first yeah. components are, yeah. uh, are this, and, and this gets hard without actually having something visually in front of you for the listeners. Um, but you're going to have one line that is considered your kind of your MACD line and how that line is calculated is your mm-hmm. 12 EMA. So your 12, the exponential moving average, <clears throat> excuse me, minus the 26 EMA. So your 12 day, your 12 EMA minus your 26 EMA will comprise, you will make up your MACD line. So that can be a positive to a negative number, right? Then the second line you're going to see is your signal line. So that signal line is going to be the nine EMA, the nine day uh, exponential moving average of, of that stock. Um, and it's going to be a little bit smoothing. You're going to see it, it's actually going to be a little lagged, lagged out. Then the, the, the third component you're going to look at is what's called the histogram. And that's where you, they look like these volume bars. When something is on an uptrend, and, and I hopefully this isn't different for each platform, but when something is going on an uptrend, you're going to have dark green bars. When it's starting to fade out from that uptrend, they go to like a light green. And then when it goes bearish, you see dark red. And then when it's recovering, light red. Okay, so there, so you'll see these color mm-hmm. variations in these bars that will also tell you direction, right? So now, now we got this picture laid out. So where it plays a, a, a nice role is um, your MACD line, when it's crossing over your, cro- your converging mm-hmm. point, your convergence with the signal line, with that 9 EMA. When it's crossing over that and it's, um, it's you're, you're positive and it's now crossing over that line going to a okay. downtrend, that is an indication of a bearish move or a bearish market. So that may be the point mm-hmm. where you're, you're, you're placing a put or somebody's trying to short the stock, right? And that's where you'll start to see it just do this flow down. Now, when we talk about... Um, leveraging other indicators to coincide with this stuff you definitely want to consider other these other factors um you want to look at um is there pr is there good pr out there right is there good positive mm-hmm. information in the market that this shouldn't last long like this shouldn't dip for long so maybe you're just at a hold point you're going to just see a little sell-off and you'll see a recovery you want to look at volume. What's the volume trading looking like when this occurs? Because sometimes when mm-hmm. that MACD line crosses over the signal line looking to go on a downtrend, it may start, but then you it has so much volume behind it. Something goes down pennies to maybe a dollar, and then all of a sudden yeah. buyers jump in, and it, and it just fades, and then it rolls back up. Okay? So... It's, it's with caution when you see this crossing that you understand what other indications could actually prevent that from going to a full fall to be, to now, you know, dropping 5%, 10%. So on the flip side of that, if you're, if you've seen this, this stock price just drop off, a lot of people selling off and you're looking at this MACD chart and you see the MACD line 
starting to roll up towards the, the signal line and you see that cross point, that would be a, possibly a good entry point as long as you start to see, again, the volume there that it's going to continue driving up. So, so using the MACD as like a, a foundational support um, to your trading along with understanding mm -hmm. candlestick patterns, I would say like, that's an, another one I love is candlestick patterns um, works very well with MACD to understanding. Now the kind of asterisks here to, to MACD is you also have to figure out what your trading style is. So it's very important that if you're a day trader, right. If you're a swing trader, if you're a long hold. So if you're a day trader, you're typically going to be looking at a one day chart with maybe, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, <laughs> if that. five five to 15 minute volume candlesticks, right? Maybe a one minute well, or if, if you're fancy, the you could you do tick do, by tick. If, if, if that, right? I mean, you could, you could very well be hitting on <laughs> one, one minute, 30 seconds. Right, right, right. And so you, you, it's, and it's absolutely true. Like it, it just really yeah. depends. You may have like three of them up, right? You're watching... 30 yeah. second, one minute and, and five minute or 15, 31, right? You could be watching multiple at one time. So if you're a day trader, I think the foundational chart would be a day chart with, right? So um, what you want to do is you actually want to shift to a weekly chart and look at the MACD and mm -hmm. see what the, the trend is. So look at the bigger picture. Because that will help drive when you look back to your one day MACD. That will give you a better predictive component to what's going to actually happen. So if you're a swing trader, you're typically looking at a one-week uh, one chart. You want to see what's going on for the week. So again, you're going to shift back to your one-month chart, look at the MACD, look at the history, see what the trends look like, same, then similar go back question to your, asked, your uh, Jerry one week chart um, to then try to make how, the, the better so how um, accurate is this kind guess of, uh, on, on know, what's this happening. stuff with the MACD. Is it, does it work? <clears throat> so I saw, so I did read a, yeah, I did read a, a, a statistic and it was, hmm. I think it was Investopia. There, it was talking about um, eighty percent accuracy, um, mm. based off uh, leveraging the MACD chart in in combination with other uh, indicators. So, um, you're getting eighty percent accuracy. In interesting, because because I looked on Finviz uh, too, and they have this section um, on effectiveness. So, they they make these rules whenever that cross happens: the bullish cross you buy, the bearish cross you sell. It it wasn't it wasn't much better than just a buy and hold type of strategy from their study. They did some right. back testing. Yep, and so this is and this is why I say that. Um, yep. Again, to to it is that you want to have it in conjunction with other indicators, um, mm -hmm. because yeah, if you're using just yeah. MACD alone, right, you're not you're not going to make the best guess. You're not going to make the best judgment, and um, that's that's where um, I love trending out on on candlesticks. Um, I I'm a huge fan of looking at the one year chart, the six to one year chart, um, and finding the pattern. So finding that pattern with the candles, um, and then 
lacing that in with the MACD. Interesting. Yeah, this is awesome. That's very cool. I hope we've given our listeners just a few more introductions to tools, right, that they can use to make better decisions. Yeah. Um, I, I've learned a lot because I, yeah, I frankly, guys, have not used these uh, these yeah. uh, types of indicators and, and tools um, really at all when making my investment decisions. <laughs> I've I. I've been using the um, the MACD um, on the ES minis, the the micros, yeah. micro ES mini S and P five hundred. I I did this uh, course with uh, Don yeah. Singleton, I believe is his name. I may have mentioned him on a previous podcast. His entire yeah. thing is just using the MACD on futures, and I, I still need to practice because I I haven't made money doing it, <laughs> but. Wow. What, what's important, though, he says, is to usually one of his guideposts is <laughs> that the, the signals have to be uh, diverging, uh, showing strength so that histogram will go up and the bars will start to get longer. And the distance between the 26 uh, and the 12 are kind of going outward. And, and that makes a big difference. If it's just a weak if it's just a weak crossover, right. it, it may not sustain, but you really, you want to look for like the degree that like, if you have a 90 degree angle of the, of the, um, the 12 going over the, the nine, that's awesome. I mean, that doesn't normally happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's, a, it's a huge, and that's, a, and that's a divergence trade method, right? So that's, um, there's, and that's the other thing to understand with MACD, right? That's why convergence divergence is, is in there is there are two trading methodologies to MACD. There is the convergent trader and there's a divergent trader. And um, both in their own mm-hmm. right could um, make you a lot of money. Because even when, you, when Jerry's talking about the divergent method, is that when you get this extreme strain on those, those lines, it's like a rubber band, right? It's just, they're, they're just pulling apart. And at some point, they're going to give. That that's just that is the way the market is and has always been is that you will get these yeah. extreme strains, but at some point something will give and you will get a snapback. And so there are the divergent traders that also do very well on that snapback. But the but again, the right indicators need to be there that that's going to happen, and especially if it's on if it's going to be on an uptrend. Um, but to keep in mind is that with the divergent. Um, I feel is more of a short-term seller strategy because mm-hmm. those um, the snapbacks can be very fast, and you can see you can see skyrocketing or, or More just tools, fall guys. into the bottom of the uh, ocean. Once again, the um, time goes fast. Uh, prices it always does. We're um, a good time. So we're just be mindful and drinking wine or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> hey, um, this is really good wow. stuff. And we got an exciting week next week coming. We got earnings week. Right? I love it. Lots of earnings. So yeah. We're going to be checking that Lots out. Lots of earnings. Doing a recap on that uh, next week. Tesla, yeah, Tesla next Netflix, Logitech. Oh, yeah. So um, join us next week where we talk about earnings. And then we're also going to talk about f- uh, financial independence and retire yeah. early fire, which is something that we uh, write a lot about and are very interested in. Um, you know, Jerry sent me an awesome <laughs> Uh, article or, or podcast this week that oh, really yeah. inspired me by Karsten Jesk, yep. uh, Jeski. And uh, it was an interview. I think he was interviewed by Morningstar about cracking the code on retirement spending rates. But as you dive deeper into it, and I did some uh, research on him, you know, he's just one of these really uh, awesome fire guys. 
um, that uh, pulled off an early retirement, I think, at the age of 44. And, you know, again, my thing about these people is even if you don't end up yeah. retiring that early, you know, it can't hurt to model some of their behavior, you know, them, and yeah. to find those ways to be, yeah, to be stronger financially. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe your fire number is, you know, 57 or something or 56, but uh, bottom line is you're going to be in a much stronger position. So we'll be talking about that next week. Um, anything else, guys, before we go? Keep on trading. Keep, All right. keep on trading. It. Keep on trading. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> keep trading, man. Keep it, keep it alive. Keep it alive. I, you know, and, and here's the thing is I'll, I'll say is this, is that, you know, I, I've, um, you know, I, I like going on stock twists and, and going in those forums and whatnot. And, and somebody posted something lately about their just heavy loss, just losing a lot of money. And they put a screenshot of the Robin <laughs> account and, and, you know, yeah, they had lost a lot of money and it's about down about nine, 90%. And I could see right below their, their chart is that they had options was, you know, the, the next section. So I could see their trading options and just the, the, the advice I have out there, cause I know just recently, Jerry and Greg, yes. I've talked to you guys about it. I've, I've recovered from this is you, you go to heavy losses, you got to go back to basics and just know that if you're, if you're an options trader, and you love options because there is high risk, high reward, and you're losing, and you're losing big, take a deep breath, step back, wow. get out of options, get back to the trading of stocks, the foundation, right? And I think that's a big thing. Um, I just learned Bob, recently. End, I've seen a lot recently, and I think people well need said. to just Perfect. remember to step back to basics <laughs> before they, they venture back. All right, brother. So that's... See you next week. I love it. Mic drop, done. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, yeah.